Hello and welcome to The Sound Architect. I am once again joined by the fantastic Tommy Tallarico. Thanks for joining us again. Tommy, how are you? Great, Sam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And we're going to be talking about Video Games Live, obviously, which is uh, coming up this weekend. I know a little something about that. Yeah, I, I get the feeling <laughs> you've been doing it a little while. <laughs> so before I start, congratulations on successfully funding another Video Games Live album. That's yeah, fantastic. yeah, it's great. It's our third uh, Kickstarter, and uh, they just keep getting uh, bigger and better every time. We uh, we raised a hundred thousand dollars on the very first day, um, which was pretty amazing. We'd never done that before. We'd come close, but uh, yeah, surpassed that. And uh, currently, we're at about one hundred seventy three thousand dollars, and uh, and we still have like twenty days left. So uh, looking to get into some of those stretch goals. That's awesome. So, I mean, you're like the Kickstarter king now. How's the, <laughs> how's the Kickstarter experience helped you on your journey? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I don't necessarily view Kickstarter as, oh, here's a way for me to raise money. I mean, obviously, yeah, you, you know, that's, that's at the basis. But for me, Kickstarter is, is an amazing opportunity for me to give back to the people who support us. Like to give back as as much stuff as possible because the reality is I want everyone, you know, as many people as possible to have as much video game music uh, as as possible. So, oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I, I do this thing. I think, you know, part of the reason why it's, you know, why we do so well, um, not only because we have a big following, obviously, but but what I do is for every tier level, every reward, every dollar spent, I, I try to do at least four to eight times the reward value. So yeah. so if, if you're, you know, spending a hundred bucks, you're gonna get five or eight hundred dollars worth of, of stuff back. Yeah, yeah. Spending twenty five bucks, you're gonna get a hundred dollars worth of stuff. So it's never just like, oh, if you if you give me you know, twenty five dollars. I'll send you the album and a digital album. No, I, I I'll give you six albums. You know, or whatever. Yeah. So so I think that's that's one of the things that you know people always uh, compliment me uh, on in the, in the Kickstarters is I can't believe like I'm getting so much stuff. And of course, the other thing is is that you know the other two that we've done. Uh, they've been exactly on time to the date I would say they'd come out, uh, and the quality is extremely high. So at this yeah, point, people people know what they're getting. They know I'm not going to screw around. I mean, there's some there's some uh, albums out there that uh, that's Kickstarter projects that started a year before my first one, right. and still haven't come out yet. And so oh, here, wow. we are, here we are. You know, <laughs> we'll have three albums out before people have gotten out one. So. Um, yeah, and we're really excited about it. And uh, again, this is going to be another amazing album with su such incredible stuff on it. So we're really, really excited. Yeah, well, the last ones have been great. And this one's just going to be another excellent album by the looks of it. Cool. Uh, so I was going to ask out of curiosity your advice, but you sort of answered the question. So what advice would you offer those considering a Kickstarter campaign? Yeah, so that's great. Uh, no, it's a great question still. So, so the the... So there's the reward value, right? When you're creating your tiers, give insane amounts of stuff to the, to, you know, back to the people. Because again, for yeah. me, it's an excuse to give people stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, hey, if they're going to help fund, 
my dream, I, I, then I want to I want to give back as much stuff as possible. There's no reason to be greedy, so I try to give them as much stuff back as I humanly can. Um, you know, that's one thing. Um, and you know, and again, ha- having the you know, doing it once, doing it twice, having the people's trust at this point that they know they're going to get something great, you know, that that's another thing. So, because uh, I think those are the two things that are lacking in a lot of Kickstarters is, you know, people are like, uh, I'm not sure if this, is this thing ever going to really get made? You know, because yes. people are, you know, I mean, there's a lot, you know, I hate to say it, but there's, you know, projects on Kickstarter where people never get their stuff delivered or they do, but they need more money now. They come back and then it doesn't end up being, you know, what they originally said it was. And I mean, there's a lot of that, unfortunately, uh, on Kickstarter. So just being, you know, honest and truthful and, and coming through with what you say you're going to do, that, that means a lot. Um, and then, of course, like I said, structuring the reward tiers where even at the bottom level, they're getting so much value um, that, you know, and then they look at the next level and go, oh, my God, I'm getting so much value here for, for $25. But look at the $40 level. Oh, my God, it's even more. And then they want to <laughs> jump into that one. And it's like, oh, but at 75 I get this. Like, how can I miss out? You know, and it's uh, like our average pledge uh, for this project, $68. Oh, wow, uh, nice. Yeah, so which is which is a lot higher. The, the, the norm for Kickstarter is around $40 to $50. So, um, so. Again, I think it just goes to show that, you know, how much, you know, one, how much gamers are passionate about video game music, but but also, you know, um, how important the reward levels are. Yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking of video game music, you're pretty active in that sort of area. So <laughs> yeah. uh, have you noticed the popularity of it still growing or do you think it's becoming just more visible because of events like Video Games Live? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, uh, you know, my, my main reason for creating Video Games Live 14 years ago was to help prove to the world just how culturally significant and artistic video games had become. You know, yeah. that, that was my main goal. It wasn't to make money. Um, and, you know, I had done that in the video game industry for 25 years. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do this for the love and for the passion. It's, it's what I enjoy doing. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I could make a lot more money writing video game music. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but this is so much more fun to me. And, um, and yeah, you know, and, and, and isn't it great? I mean, 14 years ago when I first started this, you know, everybody thought I was crazy, including the game publishers themselves you know yeah yeah. uh and they're like you know hey people who go to a symphony don't play video games and people who play video games don't go to a symphony so you know you're totally screwed no one's going to show up to your stupid thing and um you know but i never gave up and and i you know i i put a lot of money into the first show uh and i wanted to do it uh on the biggest stage you know, one of the most yeah, famous Hollywood, Bowl, right? Hollywood yeah. Bowl with the yellow yeah. fill, 200 musicians. So, you know, I was spending over a million and a half dollars Whoa. and they're like, oh, <laughs> they're like, you're lucky if you're lucky if 500 people show up. Well, 11,000 people showed up for that first show. And, uh, and now all of a sudden I wasn't so crazy anymore. And again, when we had done that first show, 
um, no one anywhere in the world had performed the music to games like Metal Gear Solid, Kingdom Hearts, Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, Halo, Warcraft. I mean, no one anywhere, not even in Japan, had they had done that. And and game concerts, there were a couple of them. Um, there were no touring concerts. We were the first touring concert, but uh, there was a couple uh, shows that had happened in Japan. But the, in the 80s, in the mid-80s, uh, for Dragon Quest and some other uh, compilation things, but they were very traditional. Everybody in tuxedos, no video screens, this and that. So I kind of wanted to bring you know, more of entertainment into it. So I didn't want it to be just for hardcore video gamers. I wanted to create yeah. a show for everybody. Um, and, and again, I think that's one of the keys to our success 14 years later is it's not just, uh, you know, hardcore Final Fantasy music, uh, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's everything. And you don't have to know anything at all about video games in order to go to the show and really you know, get an understanding and appreciation of what video games are and where they've come from. And of course, now, 14 years later, you know, now there's like three or four other video game symphony tours out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and hey, you know, hey, there's a video game composer. I think that's great. I, I want there to be 20 of these things out there, you know. It's just, uh, you know, it's cool to know that because of our success that it's, you know, that you know, Nintendo has a Pokemon show. Now the, the yeah. Zelda show. Now Square does a Final Fantasy shows. Yeah, I think they have one or two of them out there. So, um, you know, how cool is that? That that. Uh, and again, you know, the all those shows I mentioned though, they're more traditional Japanese style. You know, orchestras on stage, tuxedos. They they do have video screens, but there's no lights or. You know, interactive film, the crowd. It, it, yeah. It's a different. It's a different thing. Again, our our ob objective is to have fun and make people laugh, put a smile on their face, introduce them to to you know, for those who don't play video games, introduce those people to a whole new world. Um, you know, that's our objective, and the way to do that is through entertainment. Again, I you know, I I, I call what we do a show. It's a live experience. It's not just a concert that's not what what this is um i mean that's part of it yeah there's musicians on stage uh playing game music but but it's so much more than that that um you know that that it really opens people's eyes not only gamers but but non-gamers as well and and that that then opens up our audience uh to who's interested in in coming to the show yeah, I mean it's fantastic. I, I took my little brother to the the show last year uh, oh, in right. Manchester, and it was it was fantastic. You know, it's really amazing to see the music performed live, and like you say, even the games uh, tracks that I didn't know, it was still right. just beautiful to to hear them, and it's really dynamic. You know, it really is a dynamic show. And and I, I and and so if you're coming to the show tomorrow, then the, the 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 best news, and again, I think part of the success of why you know I'm still doing this 14 years later is when you so you saw the show last year when you come and see the show this year it's going to be i mean I, I might have two or three of the the ones that are people's favorites that we're going to play but you're going to see an all-new set list and yeah, and, it looks and incredible. yeah so i mean you know that's that's the, the the fun thing as well it's not just the same show uh every year 
Um, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's something that's, you know, completely unique, completely different. You know, I've never, I, we've done over 350 shows and we've never done the same show twice. So, um, you know, I've created over 160 segments for video games live, but we can only play about 18 of them a night. That's about two yeah. and a half hour performance. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's pretty incredible. We got some great special guests, uh, this year and, um, that that's uh you know we have Emer Noon who is a yeah. I- Irish conductor and she uh she's been the conductor of every single Blizzard game for the last 10 years. Wow. Uh, she was also chosen by Nintendo to record the 25th anniversary Zelda album and CD and uh she was also the one that helped launch the whole Zelda uh concert 25th anniversary uh, tour uh a couple of years ago. Um, and then we also have with us Laura Intravia, also known as Flute Link, because uh, she first got her name, uh, and that's how I discovered her, is, is she had a video online that, oh, awesome. um, where she dressed up as Link from Zelda and played, played like a, a, a flute li- live at an at a anime convention, and the place went nuts, and it kind of became a viral video, so I contacted oh, cool. her. And and but not only is she a great flute player, she's she's also an incredible vocalist, and she's an arranger, and now she's writing video game music, and uh, so such an amazing talent, and we got some amazing uh, stuff that we're going to be doing with her tomorrow that that I think will really uh, that you'll really enjoy. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I saw the announcement as well about uh, Robin Beeland and David Wise. Yeah, they're going to be in our London show. Yeah, that looks yeah. fantastic. Yes, and then Austin Wintry, uh, of course, Robin Beanland and, and David Weiss. Uh, David Weiss is the, the composer of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, well, you have to come to London then on Sunday because <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's going to play um, live on Donkey Kong Country with us. And Robin Beanland, who's the audio director, music director, head of music for Rare Still, um, is is going to be uh, performing as well. Uh, and then Austin Wintry is uh, flying all the way here from the U.S., from California, uh, to do the world premiere of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So he's going to oh, conduct wow. that because it takes place in London. Yeah, yeah, you know, old school London. The the whole game takes place there, so we wanted to do something special uh, based around London. So, no, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Now you mentioned before about interacting with the crowd and stuff, and obviously, video game music is unique in its own writing because of the way it's implemented, the reactive nature of it. Yeah. Do you think there's a, a, a kind of future for live concerts like this where there's going to be more interaction? What would you think's possible? Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, the technology that, you know, people are creating apps and it's not just video game music. It's, it's just, it's any concerts now where, you know, um, you know, we're, we're working with a company now that's that, uh, where we're creating a special app for the show where people will be able to download the app and, and interact in more than one way you know, during the show, throughout the show, get feedback during, during the, uh, you know, during the songs and things like that. So yeah, we're really going to take it to the next level. Um, you know, we use it now sometimes too, when at the end of act one, we'll say, 
hey, what do you want to hear at the beginning of Act 2? Would you prefer Metal Gear Solid or Kingdom Hearts? Vote now. And you can actually see the live voting happening on screen for the next 20 minutes during the intermission. Oh, people, that's cool. people kind of make a game out of it. They're like, oh, my God, come on, keep voting for Metal Gear. I want to hear that. You know, so, <laughs> we're down by seven votes. Come on. You know, so it's uh, it becomes kind of a cool thing. So, um, but, you know, th- this is, you know, I think a lot more a lot of other bands now, you know, are, you know, creating apps, interacting with their audience. I mean, it's a great way, uh, you know, to do so while you have everybody there in the room. Um, and of course, video games live is, is the best and easiest way, you know, cause gamers, you know, everybody brings their phone. I just, it cracks me up when I go to these shows sometimes and like, everybody turn your phone off. No flash and turn, you know, no recording. And I'm just like, what? That's so stupid. You know, what, what, you know, what do you think? Somebody's going to record the show with their phone and upload it on YouTube. And then people are going to be like, "Eh, I don't want to go to that show because I just, (laughs) I just saw the whole thing recorded from somebody's crappy phone uh, for two two hours with the horrible audio. I don't want to go to that show. It's so stupid. I'm not going to buy the high quality amazing studio recorded album because uh i i yeah i I saw it recorded on a phone and i downloaded that on youtube i mean come on you know so for me i've always encouraged people please bring your phone please record it please take pictures please put it on social media help (laughs) us help us spread the word we want people to know about this and and because of that if you look on youtube and you put in video games live in quotes you'll get four hundred thousand videos back and we're proud of that (laughs) (laughs) we're not stopping anybody and and i'm amazed by the audience when i went last year there's so many people in costumes so many people who brought dances yeah it's just it's a community, right? I mean, that's that's the thing. And and as you know, from, you know, kind of hearing how I, you know, how I, you know, you know, how I talk to the audience in regards to, hey, everybody unite, everybody be proud to be a gamer, you know, and and um, and we're here to celebrate the video game industry, you know, uh, again, it's not just a show. This is a celebration and we're all coming together, and, and, you know, because I mean, how many t- how how many things in the game industry, aside from like pro gamers competitions, how many times are you in a room with two thousand or three thousand other gamers? You know, um, yeah. so I mean, that's you know, I, I I like to try to take advantage of that and go, hey, everyone, look around! Isn't this amazing? We're all here celebrating video games. Um, you know, that's that's kind of a cool thing, and. Um, Again, something that's different from any other uh, concert out there. It's like, you know, it's, if you go to a Foo Fighters show and you know everybody there likes the Foo Fighters, but okay, we all like the Foo Fighters. But with gaming, there's kind of like still, as you know, for those who don't game, um, there's still this kind of like negative connotation with, oh, you're yeah. a nerd, you like video game music, you must be a nerd, uh, oh, that's for losers, uh, you know, um, oh, video game music is stupid, it's annoying, it's, you know, there's still that kind of like weird stigma attached to it, but that's yeah. for people who've never played video games, right? And so so when people come to our show, it's almost like it, 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 it's proving to the world, it's proving to everyone around, 
Look at how wrong those people are, you know? Just the fact that Video Games Live still exists 14 years later and we still do sold-out shows everywhere in the world proves that no matter where you... I mean, we just a couple weeks ago, we were in uh, Malaysia. We nice. were in uh, China. That played to 25,000 people in China, 5,000 in Malaysia, and 3,000 in the Middle East. We were in Doha, Qatar. In the Middle East, and we'd never been there before. We'd wow. been in Dubai before. We'd been in the Middle East to doing multiple sold-out shows there, but we had never been to to this country, Cutter. And what's that going to be like? And do people even play video games out here? And boom, three thousand people sold out. Nice. You know? And so, um, so it just goes to show: no matter where we go in the world, people love video games. They, they appreciate video game music, and we're living proof to the world of that. You know. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's it's fantastic how the community keeps growing as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it keeps getting bigger and bigger, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my, my personal favorite, I have to say, from the from the performance I went to was one of my favorite scores ever, which is uh, Liberi Fatale from uh, oh, yeah. Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, my, my favorite video game song ever written, period. Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean that's that's my Final Fantasy VIII is my favorite soundtrack, and it's that one and one of the others that are my two all-time favorite tracks. And do you have a favorite one to perform so far? Uh, yes. Um, uh, well, the, the, it's it's kind of a a, a two-parter because there's me. Do I have a favorite song to perform on stage, meaning I'm on stage performing with the orchestra? Um, I, I still love Castlevania, uh, yeah. which we kind of open the show with now. Um, and I, I also love um, performing uh, Street Fighter 2. Because uh, that's more of a like a rock and roll piece. Yeah, that one's really cool. Yeah, uh, Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger on the acoustic. Um, uh, and One Winged Angel because the audience just goes apeshit nuts every time. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's always fun. The, the energy in the room uh, on One Winged Angel is always great. Um, and that, so that's me being selfish and saying that's the ones I like to perform because I'm performing on them. But uh, my favorite uh, segments in the show um, are I love we do this Tetris opera thing which oh, is yeah. which is really amazing. It's one of my favorite arrangements. Um, and uh, I love uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Um, some of the Warcraft stuff is just mind blowing. Um, so yeah, so so there's uh, oh Skyrim's another big one where people uh, you probably experienced it last time. You know, as yeah. soon as the logo comes on screen. Like the music hasn't even started, and just people just go crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, man! It was so, awesome. Again, an energy thing. I, I love the energy. Oh, the energy is amazing. And is there a piece that you're looking forward to performing? That in uh, particular that we haven't done yet, or yeah. you performing this weekend. Uh, this weekend or one that you may do in the future as well? Yeah, so uh, one that we're going to be doing this weekend that is just going to blow people away. Um, I mean, there's the Donkey Kong arrangement, which is going to be super cool. Uh, this kind of big band swing thing. But but one that I'm really excited for people to hear is that uh, Laura uh, is going to sing the end credit song from the game Eco. Oh, cool. Um, it's a song called You Were There. 
and we're putting it on the new album as well too so um it's a really emotional and and the way the video works with the way she and she sings and plays the piano and then the orchestra and choir join in with us. Oh, lovely. It's, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful, really amazing. So that's one that I'm most looking forward to. It's kind of a secret uh, that I think people are going to be caught off guard. Like, what? Oh, my gosh, they're doing this? And then they're going to see it, and it's like, whoa. Uh, so that's <laughs> one. Um, some, some games that we haven't done yet that I'm looking forward to, um, and, again, hoping that they become stretch goals, on the on the the Kickstarter that's going on now um, is uh, things like uh, Earthbound, uh, you know, Mother uh, Okami, uh, the uh, Zeno series. Want to do some stuff from that? Um, Katamari Damacy, uh, Undertale, a new one. So those those five games are things that we haven't done yet uh, and want to do. Um, and so we have our sights on them, and they're all uh, stretch goals in the uh, in the Kickstarter. So uh, hoping to uh, hoping to make that happen. Yeah, excellent. Sounds really cool. Oh, so oh another one uh, that uh, that's going to be new uh, is Phoenix Wright. We're we're doing that one uh, tomorrow. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix Wright's a fun one. Yeah, I remember playing that a few years ago. Actually, it's got some cool stuff. Yeah. So we've got Manchester tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And two shows on Sunday in London. Mm-hmm. And then what's, what's coming up after that? Uh, we have two shows in Zurich the day after that. Nice. Uh, so on the 20th, two shows in London. Then the next day on the 21st, Zurich. And then we play again in Switzerland on the 22nd in Zurich. Uh, and then we go to Vienna, Austria. And we're playing at the very famous Concert House, which is Absolutely. like an amazing, world-famous you know, venue. I mean, they have a, you know, a statue of Beethoven outside, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, it's, it's, a uh, you know, hundreds of years old, very prestigious. Um, so we love that. Um, and then we're playing Munich and Stuttgart, uh, in Germany. And then we're doing Barcelona, Spain and Madrid, Spain. Uh, so we've never been to Barcelona before. Um, so that'll be great. And then the Madrid show is with the Spanish national symphony orchestra. We have about 180 musicians on stage. It's, oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It'll be our second time playing with them. And, uh, yeah, it's really amazing. And then you, uh, sleep for three months, right? After- no, no. <laughs> as soon as the Madrid show's finished, we get literally get on a red eye, get on a plane and fly all the way to uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Cause we have a show there the next day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and, and then, then my, all my focus, uh, becomes on recording, uh, the album for Kickstarter. Uh, so I took the summer off. I took three months off purposely, uh, in hopes that the Kickstarter would be funded and I would be working on that all summer. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're doing that now. That's the other thing about the Kickstarter. It's like people donate to the Kickstarter and they got to wait like a year or two years for the product. Our stuff comes out like three months later after. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. Cause, cause again, that's, that's the cool thing is like, man, cause when I look at Kickstarter, it's like, Oh, I want this now, you know? So why wait? You know, the money's in the account. Boom, let's go. You know? So I, I started right away. Yeah, excellent stuff. That's what you want. You want it as yeah. soon as you can. So what else are we looking forward to from you guys then? You've got the album, you've got the shows. Anything else coming up? Um, hmm. Well, one of the things that we're doing with the Kickstarter that, I'm, that I thought would be cool is we're going to do a kind of a video um, making of 
of each of the songs. So oh, each of the songs, yeah, each of the songs that are on the album, we're going to take people through the process of how it was arranged, where the idea came up from. Let's interview the composer of the game, why we chose what we did, why it's important in, in this and that. So, um, you know, every song has a story, you know, yeah. every segment in the show has a story of how it came to be. So we're going to, we're going to make a video that, that cr chronicles every single thing. And that's why the album cover this year, um, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, um, last summer, uh, me and my girlfriend were, were hiking in, uh, Utah and we were hiking in these caves and it, it's an area that's known for like, you know, aliens, you know, sh oh, awesome. ships and, you know, all these, you know, really there's all these videos in the area of like unidentified, uh, unidentified flying objects and, and, uh, and there's these famous cave drawings um, where, you know, they're like, you know, hundreds of thousands of years old and, and there's these things that look like spaceships that were carved into, uh, you know, into the walls as well. And That's so awesome. we, were, we were there hiking and I saw, you know, and so we, we, we found these, 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 uh, caves and and I, well, I'm taking pictures of all these things, and then I see like the alien looking thing, and I'm like, oh wait, this is my next album cover. This is perfect. Awesome. <laughs> I'll, put the video, I'll pretend like the video game's live logo, the alien with the headphones, was like carved into the rock as well. It kind of gave me the idea, and then that's where I came up with, uh, well, you know, what are cave cave stories, cave drawings? They're they're stories. They're they're doc, you know, they're documentation of stories. So I thought. You know, to go along, and that kind of gave me the idea. Well, you know what? Each each segment in the show has its own journey, has its own story. Uh, so let's make this the album cover, the video games live logo carved, and and, and the picture, the album cover itself, is actually the wall. It's it's so I oh, I, nice. I took pictures of the wall, and I took pictures of the cave drawings, and I kind of photoshopped them around it because. Um, but but those are all the actual drawings in the actual wall, uh, and then I just put the video games live logo in the center. Um, but everything around it is is all uh, legit, and uh, and so that's what gave me the idea of well let's let's tell a story. Uh, yeah, you know people would be interested in knowing you know not only why the composer created this song and how he cr created the music initially, but also how it got to be in video games live and why and, 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 you know, how that came to be and, and the, you know, the challenges we had or whatever. So, uh, and yeah, then, those are really good. and then documenting how we recorded it for the album. So, you know, we record, uh, you know, we, we record a, a lot of, of different, we, you know, we use the best engineers in the world, for example, to record the album and to mix the album. You know, so we record it throughout Europe. Um, we and then we we mix it at Skywalker Sound uh, on Skywalker Ranch, George, literally Excellent. George Lucas's place, one of the greatest studios in the world. Um, and then we master it at uh, this place called Bernie Grunman's in Hollywood. It's the most famous orchestra for, for orchestral and symphonic music. I mean, all the Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Danny Elfman, Hans Zimmer, Titanic, 
Um, all the greatest wow, man, soundtrack are all done by one woman. Her name's Patricia Sullivan, and she's been she's mastered all of uh, our albums from the beginning. So, so, so you know, going through each of these things and and uh, you know being right there as we're creating them for the album as well. So I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be uh, really fun for people to check it out. No, that's immense. That's a lot of exciting stuff going in one go. <laughs> yeah, the Kickstarter's still going on now, and I guarantee when people see it, they, they don't they don't believe it. They don't believe how much stuff they they get for the amount of uh, money that they put in. So I just I just recommend people, even if you don't end up, uh, you know, even if you don't uh, pledge to the project, I want you to just look at it, just to to be amazed at at <laughs> at the way you know. At what we're giving away, because people tell me I'm crazy and like, oh my god! <laughs> Other Kickstarters are like, what are you doing? Don't do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Well, we'll share the Kickstarter link in the in the below as well. Cool, thanks. That's awesome. Thanks for joining us again, Tommy. And we're very, very excited with what's coming from Video Games Live this year. Oh, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for helping us spread the word. No worries, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Absolutely.